Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guest. And I got to tell you something, people. This Tyco drums I found years ago when I was a show recorded at Indie 100. And it's a guy named Mike Meyer. And I don't know why, but I picked out the song. And now that I record it at home, I still use it on YouTube. And I've been using it for a while. So he has about 75 plays. And before I started playing this, he had 11. So I hope he's not all excited thinking that his song is becoming popular. Because if he was, I would feel really bad. Because I can see him going to like his girlfriend or whatever. Going, Hey man, you know, every Tuesday... Every damn Tuesday, I get I get two or three plays. So anyway, just go check it out, people. It's fun. Go and the Tyco drums are a cool thing. So that's about it. Anyway, we have a we have a great show today. Um, gentleman, a gentleman. He's a. It's very impressive because because he lives in Chicago. I know he opened the theater recently, but there's so many people from Chicago that moved to LA, and and he's actually been able to sustain an acting life in Chicago. He was in a. Uh, Big hit, which we'll talk about later. And my guest is Anton McCray. How you doing, Anton? Hey, what's up, Cliff? How are you, man? Good, man. So, uh, hey, I got to ask you. I, I don't know if it's you, but are you on a uh, a, a, ch- a charter or a cable commercial that's running? Uh, I'm. I'm. I think I'm on a, a Cox Communications yes. commercial All right. right now. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I saw. I, I was watching it. I go, man. I think that's now. Where did you shoot that? We shot it here in Chicago. So. That was, that was kind of cool. I didn't have to travel or anything for it. So that's, that's great. Because so I'm, uh, I'm a father of six, so, you know, being able to stay home and help my wife, <laughs> it's just always great. You know, everybody wins that way, so... Okay, a father of six. Now you got to tell me because you know that's we're talking. You know, you don't. There's not a lot of big families anymore. Uh, what, are, right. what What are the age differences? And 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 was everything planned, or how did you get such a big family? And it must uh, be cool. You know, go ahead. I'm sorry, brother. No, I said it must be very cool having all those kids. Uh, it's really nuts. Uh, we have uh, an eight year old, a ten year old, two soon to be fifteen year olds, a sixteen year old. Um, We'll be 17 soon, and we have an 18-year-old who will be 19 in May. So, yeah, we're going into the odd year this, this coming up here. Uh, but, yeah, we, um, gosh, uh, I was uh, married before, and, you know, that didn't work out, and she just disappeared off the face of the earth, which was weird. Um, and then I had three boys in, in that marriage, and then I met my wife, and she had a daughter, so I adopted uh, her and then my wife and I had two together. So we've been married for eleven years, and we have six kids now. So we're Brady Bunch kind of thing. Yeah. Why don't you have a reality show about you? Have you ever pitched that? That would be perfect. A no, guy who's an actor who runs a theater who's been on TV and how you know two one kids from your marriage, kids from her marriage, and kids together. Bam! Why isn't Bravo knocking down your door? Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I think they're all loaded up on the. That's eight years for reality TV, so we got to get in line, I think, man. So, so now, now, at what age did you know, you, you've been acting for a long time, uh, what age did you know you wanted to get into acting? Were you a funny kid? Did you always want to perform? And then at what point did you sit there and step up and actually get on stage for the first time? Uh, you know, we've always done, we always did stuff with church, and uh, and then my brother, I wouldn't tell him, I, was, I think I was, he was a, it was 84, so I was, it was like 80, yeah, it was like 83, 84, and I went to see my brother in his high school musical, uh, Oklahoma, and he played uh, Will Parker, and just brought the house down, man, and standing ovation, and I'm like, 
this is the guy that punches me on a regular basis. <laughs> How does he get so good? <laughs> you know? Um, uh, but I, 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 you know, in that moment, I, I fell in love with it then. And, you know, I did it through high school. And, and then when I got to college, I was a political science major. And I said, no, because politics is awful. Because <laughs> um, they're just actors. Wait, I'm just being an actor. That's what I'll do. <laughs> so, yeah. But I just um, ended up uh, majoring in theater there and then went on to work with Will Hagen in New York, which was great. And, uh, and then, you know, things just kind of went from there. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up on the west side of Detroit, you know, uh, and in the sub, in a city called Inkster. And now, so, so when you sit there and you decide, you know, what, what makes you go to New York? I mean, what, and you want to act, but, you know, it's a big move from Detroit. I think you went to Eastern Michigan. Going from, you know, right, from Michigan, what made you actually have, build up the courage and build up the balls, basically, to, to move? Because, you know, I always think, you know, when we're young, I mean, when I graduated college, I had a sales job selling fax machines, you know, and I wanted to do stand-up, but when I started stand-up, I was near Philadelphia. But making a big move must be pretty scary, plus you seemed like, you know, with you always at the church and, and when you were younger and, you know, and performing with your family, it seems like you came from a close-knit family. Was that a hard decision to make? Um, it, it, it kind of wasn't, I guess, because I, when I was done with school, I immediately worked with Uda, Uda and one of her flybys, and my brother had already moved to New York, and, you know, he still works there, and uh, so... Um, I uh, jumped on, he called me up and said, hey, why don't you do it for real now and come to New York and uh, work with her here. And so he bought me, he bought me the classes. So I was like, oh, dude, what a guy, you know. And so I went to stay with him and his one bedroom, his one, his bedroom, one bedroom studio there, or, or one room studio, I should say, in Astoria. And, uh, you know, did it for there for a while. And then I came back to Detroit and that's when I, um, Got hired by Second City, you know, shortly thereafter. Not long after that. So. Now, was Second City, did you, did you have to go through the long audition process, or, or what was it like back then? Because, you know, now, uh, now everything's, you know, there's so many groups, and, and, you know, a lot of them are diluted. And I think sometimes in L.A., they just bring people on board to keep their, you know, to keep them afloat financially. But back then, you really had to have talent. They just didn't take anybody, right? Right. You know, man, when I auditioned for Second City Detroit, there was I'd literally like 700 people that auditioned uh, for the touring company. And I got, I mean, it took seven of them. And I got hired. And I was a terrible improviser, man. Terrible. And, but what was crazy is the first audition was just reading scripts. And I was a classically trained actor. So I was like, okay, cool. I can, let me do this for the comedy sake of it. And then we improvised and literally, the Lord himself improvised in the callback, and I got hired. <laughs> and, and then I got to the first rehearsal, and we improvised, and it was awful. And they looked at me like, what the hell happened here? But, um, you know, I had some really patient directors, and they, they got me going. But, um, you know, Second City was, and still is, you know, an amazing entity, as they call it, the, the temple of uh, satire. So, uh it was like a master's education, uh, 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 being there alone, you know, you, you have so many people, so many, like, who's doing comedy right now, uh, you know, it's really top-heavy with Second City people, you know, you look at Keegan, he's doing really well, and, 
uh, Tina Fey, Drat, Jamie Toller, like Corral, Colbert, all those guys, man. They're, they're all Second City guys. Well, now, now who's out of Detroit? Because I believe, I know, well, Mark Beltzman was from Detroit, and uh, wasn't uh, right. Tim Meadows from Detroit? Now, was, was Rose Abdu mm-hmm. from Detroit? Or did she go to uh, I, I want to say yes, but I want to say that Rose was in Chicago, too. Um, but, uh, who else is from Like, Naima Funk, who had a show on TLC, is from Detroit. Larry Joe Campbell, who was on uh, the Belushi show, was is from Detroit. Uh, Mark Evan Jackson, who's on Brooklyn Nine Nine right now, is was from Detroit. Uh, I am. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, Todd uh, Todd Stashwick. Oh, yeah, Stash. Okay, Stash has been on the show. Yeah, yeah, Stash is Stash is great, man. And you know, he's been one of those guys that we came up watching, like going. Oh my God, this guy's amazing. We'll never be that good, you know. Uh, but, uh, uh, and, we're, and we're still not, because that could kill it, man. That guy could get down. Um, uh, who else? Uh, Susie Nakamura was okay. from Detroit. Gary Minos from Detroit. Yeah. All Cooper so Talk guests. Huh? All Cooper Talk guests. Yeah, yeah. They've yeah. all been on here. I, I, I like to grab the Second City people. Now, no, so you make, you make the touring, the touring, uh, Troop, right? Right. And now, now, where do you start going? Because I've heard whenever you tour, there's some great shows and there's just some weird shows and there's some bad shows. What was your experience touring, doing it with the touring group, and how long did you tour with that group? Uh, you know, I toured for about, I got hired July 30th, 1997 at 12.37 p.m. I remember that. Uh, and I toured and I got on main stage and January 99, uh, the 4th of January, 1999. Like, 8 o'clock was my first time on that stage uh, as, uh, as a main stage cast member. Um, so I toured for about a year and a half, just a little bit, over a year. Um, and gosh, man, like you said, there's some good, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, uh, we were in northern Michigan, and uh, we performed at this huge barn theater in at Northern Michigan University and uh, and they were very, very kind to us. Like um, they took us out to drinks and I mean they just fed us and gave us more drinks and more drinks and we had a second show the next night and none of us woke up until about five thirty and Paul <laughs> was like six forty five. So that was a rough show that night. That drive home was hard too. No, but we had a we had a great time. We had a great bunch, man. Uh, and you know, you do other show great shows. You performed for like uh, the Elias Brothers Corporation or or the Rotary Club, and you know they're you know they're very well funded, so they they fund you very well. So yeah, there was there was a great time, man, traveling on the road. Now, 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 what was your process? As you said, you were in the road too. What was your process getting to Chicago to the main stage? And I guess for an improviser, that's like going from AAA to the major leagues. Dude, that's exactly how I always say it. I was like, I they called me. Kelly Leonard called me. Uh, gosh, August August twentieth, two thousand three, and said, you know, you got twenty four hours to kind of make this call, man. So. Let me know if you want to move here. I was like, oh my gosh, man. So, uh, you know, I 
I, you know, you, you don't say no to Main Stage, you know. Uh, so I had been in Detroit for a while. I've been on Main Stage since 99, 2003. So I'd written a bunch of shows and, you know, they'd come down and seen them from Chicago and uh, they liked the work and then eventually they made me the offer. And so I cashed out my 401k, man, and, and I bailed under heavy penalty. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and I came to Chicago. Yeah, and now, Main Stage on the 12th, yeah. Now what what is the feeling that goes through you when you get there and you're getting on a main stage? I'm sure there's uh, a sense of pride because it's a very big accomplishment because not everyone gets to do it. There's a sense of eagerness, I'm guessing. And I'm guessing there's also a little bit of fear or trepidation. What went through your mind when you when you actually got there and you stepped into rehearsal and you started working with, as we say, you're in the big leagues, you're in the show. What what was going through your mind and how did you deal with that? Um, It was just, be good and commit to really throwing myself into this thing. And, uh, cause it was a big leap, you know, they could have fired me after the first show and, and that would have been it, you know, it was really do the work and push hard. And, uh, cause it was a huge opportunity, you know, and like you said, a lot of opportunity that a lot of people that, you know, from Detroit didn't get, um, I was one of the, few people uh, ever to go from any stage to main stage uh, that was a satellite theater. I, I, you know, I think I was the, like, through the main stage, not ETC, but the main stage, like, that was huge. Um, but it was, it was, it was really scary, man, because, you know, you, you, you walk into all of that lore and history and, you know, you're standing there, and Accord walks up the stairs and walks into the into the lobby, and it's no big deal to anybody. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Hey, Dan, how's it going?" And you're just you're crumbled, you're you're stopped. Uh, gosh, I remember one day we were in rehearsals, and I'd been there for like two weeks, and uh, Mike Myers just strolled into the dressing room, and I was the only person in there. And I go, "Oh my!" I'm like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> He's like, "Hey, what's up, man? How are you?" Because he was in town to do Oprah for Shrek. And, uh, and, he, and he was like, hey, do you know where Joyce is? Because he was looking for Joyce Sloan, you know. Oh, Joyce Sloan was an amazing woman. Uh, and I'm like, no, no. He said, what's your name? I'm like, I'm Man Swan. He's like, I'm Mike. I'm like, no shit. You know, like, <laughs> that's what he <laughs> and, and he was totally cool, totally human. And it was like the first lesson, one of the first lessons that you get, like no matter how you big, how big you get or how much you do or, you know, you win Oscars or anything like, like second city, you can, you can come back there all the time and just chill and walk in, walk through the building all you want. And, and, it, and you're, you're going to meet some amazing people. It was, it was really crazy, really crazy. Now, when you were working on that main stage back when you first started out, did you feel your performance and your game elevating because you were with, as we say, you were in the show, you're in the big leagues? Did you feel that, you know, you're? Did you feel like you were growing? Did you also feel like you were learning every day? And did you did you want to absorb it, or did you get a little cocky, or how did you react to it? And because it is such a big thing, but you also have, still have a little bit of swagger because you're in the big show. Right, I mean, and, and, and it's such a delicate balance to strike, and you hit it all on the head with those things, you know? You don't want to be, 
you don't want to be arrogant because, you know, the opportunity is absolutely amazing. Um, you want to keep your cowboy swagger, but you don't want to be overconfident. You want to be a cast member, but not get, I mean, a great ensemble member, but not get lost in the shuffle, you know? Um, so it's a real delicate balance being on main stage. You know, it's, it's, um, there were great days and there were bad days, you know? Uh, there was days I was like, okay, I'm doing exactly what I was put here to do. Uh, and then there were days like, oh, gosh, gosh, then I went to medical school. I should have, I should have studied political science and run for office and gone to law school, <laughs> you know? But, uh, <laughs> but it ended up, you know, it worked out pretty well, man. You know, you find a balance and you keep doing the work, you keep fighting, and uh, once you've had... Once you said all you've had to scream about for years, you, you, you realize, okay, it's time for me to go now because uh, I'm done yelling about stuff. So, you, and, and you change that way. It changes your grow, you grow up uh, in, in, that, in that job also. Uh, and you, you learn so much about yourself and other people and it creates a unique respect for the other side or the other points of view because you have to learn them all in order to really produce and create great material that is going to ring with people or sit with people. Um, and you learn so much, man. It, 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 was, it was a great experience. Second City was awesome. Now, now, what was your goal when you went in there, like career goal? Did you say, I want to get on Saturday Night Live, or did you have any out, really written down goals, or did you just say, I want to perform, this is where I need to be? Uh, I, I, I was like, I want to win. I want to be on Saturday Night Live. I want to be in an Oscar. I want to. I want to do all kinds of crazy things. And um, uh, I, I was thrown out to SNL, um, which was really great. And you know, Lauren was really cool. Tina was the head writer at the time, and um, uh, I think she was pregnant at the time too with her second daughter, her second kid. And we were. Uh, you know, they were really great to us. And, but, you know, the group I auditioned with was unreal. So it was Mary Beth Monroe, uh, who actually is also from Detroit, uh, and is on um, doing really well. She's in Keeping Up with the Joneses right now with Zach Galifianakis and Walsh. Uh, and she was on uh, Workaholics okay. for many seasons on Comedy Central. And, um, and Steve Balkane and a couple of other people, Kevin Funning. And in my car, and that, that group alone, these people are unbelievable. They're all writing for shows now. Uh, but in my audition group was Bill Hader, Kristen Wiig, Andy Sandberg, all the people I mentioned, um, and then just a myriad of other brilliantly talented people from around America. So, I mean, gosh, that group was loaded, man. So loaded. John Rutz, who is, you know, now just killing it as a writer and an actor, um, yeah, man, that that audition was insane. But uh, ultimately, I get back and you know don't get the job, and we're still I'm still on main stage, and it's cool. But uh, but then you know you you meet people like Corral and Colbert, and go, oh yeah, they threw me out. I didn't make it. Like gosh, they laughed at me <laughs> and told me to get out. You know, um, and and you you know you have guys say to you, you know, that's not the only path. Like. You do what you do because it's what you do, and you love it. Not because you want to be in a yeah, you want to be on a particular show, sure, great. But you want to work more than anything. You want to work, and you want to you want to do what you love and do it well. And you know that really 
gave me some perspective on the situation. Because, of course, you know, I was bummed. I was like, God, I failed. And, and, you know, you hear those guys say, no, that's not failure. That's you're being recognized for the skill that you have. No, you don't particularly fit this show right now, but there's a myriad of other ways that you can make it in this business. So keep pushing. And, you know, Jeff Garland told us, hey, man, you keep doing it. It's going to work. And, and it does. And you, could, you know that. You, you know, you've been doing this for a while, man. And you've you got great success. Too. You're doing great stuff. You're really funny. Um, you're super funny. Thank you. So, you know, it, it, it's, that, it's that lesson, man. It's great. It was great. So, so you now, now when you get back and, and, and you don't, you, you don't get it, but you know, you, and it is true. I always say that, you know, I talk to a lot of guests who they always sit there and, uh, they say, God, I was in, in five pilots that never got picked up. And I was like, yeah, but you, you've done so much more than most people. Cause you've not only got one pilot, you've gotten five pilots. You know what I mean? So the people go, right. that. so, so now when you don't get the SNL, but people are encouraging. And that's the one thing I've noticed. I've had a ton of Chicago people on here, you know, whether it be Pat Finn or, or Joel Mary or Pete Hone, you know, just everyone seems so encouraging in, in that pool of talent. And you're right. They all work. Well, so, so you sit there, you go back. Yeah. Your, your ego is probably hurt. Cause we're all, we all get hurt if we don't get something, but people are supporting you. So now what direction do you plan to take your career at now? What do you sit there and go, okay, what am I going to concentrate? What do you do? Um, you know, I, my first love is like, you know, just, I love improv, man. And it's great. And it, it's, it changes my life. It changes the person that you are. I see what it does for corporations, and it's such a wonderful tool. But my first love, love was acting, you know, and just dramatic acting. And, yeah, I could communicate acting, and, and that was fun, but it, it's a blast. But I love getting an opportunity to really create one character. You know, it's like a city. You do a show, and you could be ten characters every night, you know, and... Uh, but to settle in on one character and really develop them and really take people on a journey with that. And, uh, so, you know, I started auditioning more for, you know, more serious things. And, you know, uh, once I left Second City, it was really, you know, I booked a lot of commercials, which was really great. Um, the money is great, you know, and take care of things. But, you know, I think um, during my last show at Second City, I, I, I booked Prison Break. And I had a recurring role on that, which was really cool. Because um, then it was... I was starting to do what I loved a lot, you know, and then I, you know, there was a couple other roles that I booked dramatically, which was great, and, uh, but then, you know, uh, then Empire happened, right. and that's years later, of course, but, you know, in that time, I'd done films, I'd done more TV, small parts here and there, and then uh, I had done a review on Comedy Central, which was such a blast, and it was really fun, and, you know, I uh, uh, got to work with some really great actors on that, and. Then uh, right after that, I got back, and you know, at the time, my mom was sick, and I was going back and forth to Michigan, so I wasn't really doing a lot. Uh, and I came back from a trip, and my wife said, "You know, call your agent, call and give him a call, call my agent." And uh, they said, "Yeah, there's this thing going on, this thing called Empire." And I want to go audition for it. I said, "Okay, I don't know, man." My wife was like, "Just go, just go. I know you're bummed out. It'll take your mind off it for a little while." So I'm like, "Yeah, cool." So I go, and I walk in the audition, and there's Lee Daniels just sitting there. I'm like, what? You guys are telling me Lee Daniels was going to be here. Right. <laughs> so, um, so I ended up uh, you know, talking to him a little bit uh, before 
I did the read, and uh, then I did the read, and, you know, I liked it. And they, you know, I went to bat for me with Fox, and uh, and ended up, you know, getting the job, and it was great, man. Well, I want to I talk about that more, but I also want to know about, like, with Prison Break, you know, that's a very popular show, where did that shoot? Oh, that's out in Chicago. It's out here. Okay, so... For the first, for the first, for the first uh, season, it shot here in Chicago, and then they moved it to Texas after the first season. So... We were, everybody was like, oh, man, no way, you know, because it employed a substantial amount of talent here from Chicago. So that was kind of a bummer when we lost that. Now, now, at any time, did you think of moving to L.A.? Um, my wife and I had talked about it and discussed it, and uh, we were going to, uh, on a few different occasions, but uh, I was already flying out to work out there. And, you know, I, um, I had some opportunities and I made some, uh, create, uh, some relationships here that, uh, you know, ultimately went out to Los Angeles, but still kept in contact with me here. And um, so those doors were open, so I had an opportunity to audition for stuff that was going on out there, um, get put on tape for things. So it, 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 was, it was nice. It was nice. Now, I, I looked at IMDb. What was, what was this program you were involved in called Sports Action Team? Oh, man, that was right... Gosh, I left Second City, that was shortly after prison break, and I left Second City on a Thursday night, uh, April 25th was my last night, uh, on the 20, um, no, it was the 26th, the next day I had an audition for Sports Action Team, booked it, the 20, um, the 28th, my daughter was born, and on the 29th, I started shooting sports action team. Uh, that's so funny. Um, and we, it was just a great time, man. It was two, we had 32 episodes out of it, and we traveled around the country, and we just did bits with athletes, you know. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you know, we were raised to play football. Like, that's what we did in my house. You know, <laughs> so, uh, uh, my dad was a football coach, and he worked at Ford Motor Company, and, you know, everywhere we played, he got a job as an assistant or a defensive coordinator or something like that, but that's what we did. We played football at my house, so to get that job and combine the acting with it, that was, was so great, man. It was so great. We love these great athletes, and, you know, all of them are such, they're such humble guys, man. Who, who? you see that one... Uh, the one percent um, of the athletes that you do see, you know, guys being crazy and jerks, that's like literally—I'm going to even say 05 percent of those guys. Most of these professional athletes still live with their parents. Most of these guys uh, live very minimally and do balance their money. You hear all the horror stories of guys blowing millions of dollars. That's point five percent of those guys. You know, the rest of them are really super smart with that money, man. And then it's really awesome. It's really awesome. Now, who were some of the people you got to meet? Huh? Who were some of the people you got to meet? The athletes. Oh, gosh. Um, we got to meet, uh, I'm a huge hockey fan, so whenever we got to meet hockey players, it was great. I got to meet Doug Murray, uh, who was the general manager of the, uh, the Sharks. Uh, you know, I'm from Detroit, so, you know, Red Wings are my team. But, uh, uh, but to meet, you know, Doug Murray, you know, uh, his brother, uh, played for 
you know, Stanley, uh, for the Montreal Canadiens, and they won, you know, numerous Stanley Cups in the 70s, and, you know, his brother was a great defenseman, and he played in the league for a while for the Blackhawks, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, so that was a huge one for me. Um, who else did we get to meet? We met Cherry Rice, you know? Cherry Rice, man. Right. Greatest receiver of all time. Um, Randy Moss, who was hilariously funny. Um, uh, I got to do bits with Danica Patrick. That was really cool because I had already I had preconceived ideas about how she would be. And she was actually super cool, really nice, really funny, very down to earth. Like, she was a mom, you know? <laughs> she just happened to drive Indy cars at the time. Right. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, yeah. And, and, and again, these people are really nice people, man. Really nice people. They just happen to be super gifted at this particular thing. So you're, so you're working, you're doing your craft, and now you said, you know, you go to the audition for Empire, and now how long till you found out you part, found, got the part, and also did you know you'd be recurring, and then did you have any clue how big that would show would blow up? Because that show blew up more than most new shows you've that have been out in a long time. What was your whole process? I know you said you went to the reading, but did you get it right away, or how did that happen? Um, you know, I, I, I went and auditioned, and I had, it, it felt really good when I walked out, and Lee said he enjoyed it, and um, uh, then I get a call from my agent going, hey, uh, they want to see more. And, you know, because they're, they're about to drop buku cash on this show, you know, and they know you have to, you, you, you got to get to par. And I had a couple things, so I sent those over, and, and like I said, you know, Lee went to bat and, you know, said, I, I want to do it with this guy. This is the guy I got to have. And it was really nice to do that, man. That was to hear that. Um, uh, and then, uh, then we, you know, we go to shoot the first episode. I think that's the ball game. And, and he goes, you know, gosh, this is really great. Um, and I made some good connections, good, good relationships, learned a lot. Uh, from all of those guys. They're such great performers. And um, gosh, I remember standing there at the read through and I was talking to Taraji, Terrence, Gabby, and Lee. And I always say this, man, because it's so true. And it was one of those moments where that was just kind of like you step out of yourself and go, oh my gosh, this is actually happening right now. Right. And I was the only person in that circle that didn't have an Oscar nomination. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, things are good right now. It's good. <laughs> so uh, um, it, it ends up going, um, you know, we shoot the episodes, and then they go, you know, we're going to do some flashbacks. So they they put flashbacks in, and, uh, you know, I got the opportunity to be in four more episodes after that. Um, and, uh, and then the, then the crazy happens, man. And it, it was crazy. The show aired on January 7th. And I had, I had, I was shooting the next day, um, one of the, uh, one of the flashbacks again. And I remember getting off the train at Ogilvy Transportation Center, downtown Chicago. I walked up to Taco Bell to get something to eat and I got mobbed. Really? And it, it was really, it was really weird, man. People were like, you're funky. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, 
but that came on last night and and it was really crazy and I took a bunch of pictures and and then I got in the car and I got in the cab and went to set and uh, I was like, oh my gosh, that, that was really crazy. And then they just kept going and kept going and kept going and kept going. And each week the years got bigger and bigger until the season finale. There was 18 million people that were watching it. And that was crazy in itself. And then TV One bought it and started running the first season all over again. And so, yeah, man, it was it was nuts, man. It was nuts. It, it, it really changed things. But then, um, I, I, it, it just kept the work flowing. And it, you know, I've, I've been really, really blessed since then to just I've been working steadily. I just finished uh, Patriot. Um, that's going to come out on Amazon in January. Uh, Steve Conrad. Uh, it's got Kirkwood Smith. Terry O'Quinn, um, Michael Dorman, Gil Bellows, really great cast, man. Uh, Chicago local Tony Fitzpatrick is just wonderful in it. Marcus Toji, that guy gets down. The, the whole cast, man, it's just, it's just loaded, man. And so it's an honor to be a part of that. And, you know, I'm um, a shoot a pilot coming up here in, uh, in, in December. But I'm heading to New York next week for the uh, New York Independent Film Festival. I wrote a pilot that got chosen, uh, and is in you know is in the top the top ten there. So I'm gonna head out to see how it does. Very cool. I want to go back to Empire. As you said, you know, you, it okay. just changed. You know, and it's funny because I've talked to guys who, and I think the Empire sort of had the same kind of following as like a Sopranos, you know, you, people yeah. just enjoyed it. And I talked to the same, and, and, and very rabid fans, and you know, these, these people, you know, like I, I talked to these, uh, like I said, these, these, these Sopranos fans, a guy said, like, you know, he did one, he goes to the set, and like, people would go try to, they would watch him in the streets, and they shot it, and it was like, all of a sudden, you know, he was just barely, you know, he was just a guest star, and everyone would go crazy when they see him. What's it, I mean, for you, an actor who, and you've done a lot of commercials, so I'm sure you've gone through a lot of, hey, you know, where do I know you from? You, you know, that, that thing you always say, like commercial actors, people know you, and they, and, and then plus Prison Break also had a very big following. So you were, you were probably a very, rec you were a recognizable face, but people couldn't place you. But now all of a sudden, people are thinking you're bunky. I mean, and, and the problem is people do think that actors sometimes are their role. What's, I mean, it's, I mean they used to say uh, James Garner, people would start fights with him in bars because when he played a tough guy all the time, and he's like, I'm an actor. But what is it like when you just start getting noticed? I mean, after that night at, at Taco Bell, did it keep, did it happen all the time? And Chicago also, I'm guessing, is a place where in L.A., we see someone walk by, we go, ah. But in Chicago, they're like probably like, Oh my God! I mean, how did it change? And did you did you get some hooked up with some free shit? Did people give you oh. free stuff? <laughs> yes, dude. It's so funny that you say that because I mean, like, yeah, it, it, it really changed things. And I, I remember my wife and I going out to IHOP with my brother in law, and you know, my 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 wife is French Canadian, and so. Um, you know, her brother-in-law, my, my brother-in-law didn't watch much Empire, so we're sitting there, and, like, people just keep coming up to our table, coming up to our table, coming up to our table, like, taking pictures, taking pictures. And he didn't know, he was like, what, well, who, 
who is he? Like who? <laughs> and, like what? And um, and yeah, man, people like it's so crazy because like when you're working your butt off and you're you're struggling as an actor, you know, you're 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 what you're you're budgeting your money and trying to keep things afloat and. Uh, and, and then once you start actually making a little bit of cash, like people start giving you stuff for free, and you're like, "No, I can buy it now." Right. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy, but um, I don't know, man. You go to places and you know, people just hand you this bag, and you know, uh, if you're a guest at uh, a fashion show or something like that, uh, uh, they hand you this bag with all this great stuff in, in it, you know, um, body balms and exfoliants and. You know, my wife loves all that stuff, so she gets to keep it. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, man, people give me tons of free stuff. It was really cool. People have, people have been very, very generous. So I, I enjoy it. It's been nice. <laughs> That's been nice. Now, now how, do you, yeah. how do you adjust to it? Because as we, you, know, you said, you know, 18 million people watch that show. And, uh, and I'll be honest, I, we watched the first season, me and Joanne. I didn't watch the second season. I just it, it didn't catch me in the beginning, and there's so much on TV. But the first season was great, and, and you really got into it, and we were excited to watch it, and uh, and, and and America caught on to it, and it was it was it had that soap opera feel, but you didn't have to sit there and say, yeah, yeah I'm watching the soap opera. You could say, I'm watching Empire, and there's a difference when you right. go, oh yeah, I'm watching Young and the Restless. What the hell's wrong with you? But I mean, what is it, <laughs> right, right. What is it like for you when people start? taking pictures and 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 true you're a nice guy you want to be nice because they are your fans and we all want to be nice to fans but what is it like when they start crossing the line it's like when you're sitting there and you're just trying to eat i mean i'm sure i've talked to people who say you know i'm just trying to eat a damn sandwich people are all up my face and i say you know they told me they'll say oh well you know what when i'm done eating but some people just don't take no for an answer how do you adjust to that because it was like you were overnight. It was like you had a you were a, a band that had this number one hit, and you're on the hottest show that's getting raves. Everyone in America is watching. How do you adjust to that? And how do you sit there and create a boundary so your fans know that yes, you want to be nice to them, you want to respect them, but you have to res- they have to respect you back. How do you do something like that? Um, uh, you know, it is it, it is it's like striking a balance and making sure you know. Uh, um, that and in my case, my big thing was when I was with my family. Like my family didn't ask for this, you know, and it was it was a hard adjustment for my wife at first, you know, because she was, you know, people were coming up to us and screaming and grabbing at times, you know, when we would be out somewhere, and she was like, "Oh gosh, what's going on?" Um, but uh. But you know, you 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 you. you. When I was with my family, it's always like, "Hey, I, I I can't right now," or "Give me a couple seconds, let my let me get my family settled, and I'd be glad to take a picture or something like that." But um, yeah, you you, you kind of have to create the boundary for yourself. Otherwise, it's going to uh, people will take your time if you don't uh, and not honor your time if you don't honor your time. You know, so you have to be conscious of that and. Just make sure that, you know, of course, in my case, that the kids were all settled and my wife was settled. And then, you know, I'm a, I'm a husband and a father first, you know, before anything. So that's, that's, that's something I, you know, you got to keep in mind. So I had to keep in mind all the time. So, yeah. 
Now, now, what's the feeling when you find out you're not going to be back? I mean, did you? I mean, in the beginning, did you think? As you said, you had flashback scenes. As you said in the beginning, you thought it might be a one-off, but I mean, you got called back. People like your character, and first of all, people, if if you aren't, if you haven't seen Empire season one yet. I'm not giving a spoiler. I'm not spoiling anything because you you should have known already. So you can't start watching it. You get you get killed by Lucius. I mean, so what is that like? And then and then do people sit there and come up to you and say, "Man, we hate Lucius. We liked you." Because you know, I mean, how does that? How did you know? How did you find out you weren't? You knew you weren't be coming back. And then what was it like to be killed by the star? Um, I was. When I read the script initially, like, this character gets killed. Like, that, my agent told me that up front. Um, uh, like, this person gets killed. It's uh, Lee Daniels thing. Like, they didn't tell me Lee was going to get the audition. But, you know, you know, it's a Lee Daniels thing. It's like, okay, man. Like, I'll take, I'll take my loss. I'll cut my losses on this one. You know, it's such a great opportunity to work with such a brilliant director when it comes to Lee and... You know, gosh, he knows exactly what he wants, how to do things, and how to really move an audience. So this guy is going to really do it. And, and, and he did. You know, we, we all saw the first season. It's, it, it, it's, it's pretty great. Um, but then, you know, you get the couple, he, he you know, gave me four episodes, more episodes. That was great. It, it was really, man, honestly, and I, I can honestly look back on it after I stepped away from it. And, you know, things are moving, and it's great. I was so happy to even just be on that show and what it did, like it really opened doors for me after that. You know, it's, you're, you're building, you're building a career. A lot of people think, oh, you're famous now, you're doing, it's like, no, you're really building a, 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 a body of work here. And, you know, sometimes those things have to come to an end and, you have to, and you got to move on, and you got to keep working. It's yeah, it was kind of a bummer because you know you see the show go so huge um, that yeah, you of course you want to be a series regular, but it, it, but that wasn't the case for this one. But you know, the next show I got, uh, I I got more episodes, and you know it just keeps going up, and you just keep plugging away and keep plugging away. But when it comes to Empire, I was so happy even just to be on the show, man. It was such a it was such a huge blessing because it opened the door to so many other things, you know. So that that's been really good. When when it opened the door, did you did you get that uh, the carte blanche of not having to audition, or did it just give you more upper level auditions, or a little bit of both? Um. There was a couple of things that I didn't have to audition for. They were just like, hey, do you want it? And that was that it never, you know, that only happened one other time prior to that happening. Um, but, you know, but I did get an opportunity to audition for some more, you know, good stuff, great stuff. And, um, and you know, I, I booked some of it, which was great, you know. Um, you, you get the opportunity to go in there and, 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 and show your stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, it was, it's, that's been great, man. That that's really what changed things. So it's like you're not reading for like the one liner man going, "Hey, I'm over here," right. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but you, you know, you're really getting your reading more series regular, more recurring things, recurring things. So it's 
it, 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 it's definitely a great change. A great, great place to be sitting right now, you know? What was it like working on Review? Because that looked like it would be a pretty fun show. Oh, man, that was, man, you know, Jeff Blitz is such a brilliant guy, and uh, the Blitz brothers are brilliant, and so is, um, you know, Andy Daly is, is, is such a generous human being, man, and, and just a nice man, and, you know, he's a dad and a husband, and so we kind of had that camaraderie. Um, but it was uh, it was a blast, man, because, you know, Jim St. Clair's on there, and I'm working with, you know, Fred Willard, who's, you know, I mean, he's a comedy legend, man, and, and that guy can improvise uh, in ways that are just unbelievable. Um, and just to work and still, and, and still keep learning from these incredibly talented people, man, it was, it was, you know, that was a blast. And, you know, I got to go to L.A., and I got to hang out with Keegan, you know, she can let me stay in his house with many rooms <laughs> um, when I was out there, so that was cool. Uh, uh, but yeah, man, it was it was great to be in LA and and, and work on that show because they were just really great great to hang out with. Now, now you you have you, you're friends with Keegan. Did you know he would blow up as big as he would blow up, and that comedy um, team I would think, be so? Big. I think it was just a matter of time, really, because working with him at Second City and. Uh, he's a hyper-intelligent guy. Uh, also, you know, people don't know that, you know, Keegan's a brilliant dramatic actor, a brilliant Shakespearean actor. Like, uh, like, no, like a lot of people just don't know that he's a classically trained killer Shakespearean actor. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, I think it was just a matter of time. I, I, I knew he was going to have success because he had such a great drive. And on top of that, you know, he is a decent human being, man. He is a good man, you know, very giving man, very kind man. Uh, so uh, very generous. It's it's, and all that you see, he is on TV, and when he's interviewed, you like you look at it, and you go, "That's Keegan. That's exactly Keegan right there." Like he has not changed. I mean, of course, he's probably changed a little bit because of. The same, and that's just got to be guarded in some cases. But um, he's always been a kind guy, and uh, you know, he, and you see him, and he's still the, the kind and loving person he's always been. So that's that's a good thing. Yes, yeah, so I, I, of course, yeah, absolutely, he's gonna make it. Now, now you're doing all this acting. <clears throat> Empire is uh, got you all these good auditions. You have six kids, all different ages. You got to keep up a marriage, and now then you go and you open a theater, right? Yeah, that's been yeah, yeah, that's now, a lifelong dream. Now, now, Thanks how true? You know, when did you? When did you said it's a lifelong dream? When did you decide to start putting this dream in motion? And how did you make it happen? Because that just seems like it's a really big task, and your career is really hot right now, and you want to concentrate on that. I mean, how how did you make that happen to open the theater? And was it because of, let's say, a, a show like Empire that puts you on the map, gets you better gigs? Is that how you were able to, did that help you to be able to open it? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it, it, it was, a, we were able to, we were able to finance it. You know, we didn't have to crowdfund or do anything like that. And uh, we, we just had the capital. So we were able to just walk up and say, you know, we were going to be at one location, and then that location kind of fell through, and, you know, it was kind of weird, but we had already, uh, the guy I, uh, I, I'm partnered with, uh, Tony Lowry, a really great guy, 
runs above the law theater company and um, of course i'm mckay arts which is uh we've been open for since uh 2011 um uh we were gonna try to do something in evanston illinois but we ended up uh taking over an old theater that this company had been there for 16 years was moving out of and uh just a, you know just it, it was just this huge 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 blessing man it, it literally fell into our laps so and we had the money to do it and um and working with Tony is just great because, you know, we we both came out of Detroit together. We grew up, like, right down the street from each other and went to the same college and everything. So uh, it's really cool to be doing it with them. Uh, uh, but, yeah, man, we, we we got this space, and it's, it seats, you know, um, like 60 people, and it's really super intimate, but we get to do really great things. Like, you can do theater in the round. You can do the three-quarter thrust. You can change the room around it's very um very adaptable so you have that opportunity and it's, and it's in a real nice like cool little area in rogers park uh, uh 1439 west jarvis thanks for letting me do that uh but it's in this place called jarvis square and it's got some really cool foot traffic it's right by the train it's like a half a block from the train and so it's like a big best spot to have a theater because there's foot traffic and bars and uh restaurants and you know it, it, it's cool now cool. no it's fun now are you what, what's the name of the theater uh, it's called the macaw theater so that's a that, that's a blend of above the law and mckay art but so is it is it macaw is it macaw also a bird yes it is <laughs> it is so now now what, we start with a K. what what kind of shows are you putting on there and is it, do you sit there and say, you know, because I know some theaters, you know, can, people can come and rent the space out or, you know, what kind of shows do you decide to put up there? And is it something that you're, you feel like you're actually, are you helping develop actors too? Um, yeah, man, I, I, I think that's the hugest part of what, what I'm doing with, like really giving other actors an opportunity to get better and having the opportunity to perform on a regular basis, you know, uh, uh, make a little scratch too, you know, so that, that, that doesn't help, that helps the cause. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, we, we do improv. We opened up, uh, the theater on the 3rd of September with an improv show, uh, our, our quote unquote main stage or our house team, our, you know, our big dogs, uh, it's called hot lava. They're called hot lava. And they're so funny, man. So funny. So talented. They're really growing. They're, you know, um, it's, a, it's a real family atmosphere. We want to maintain that intimacy. Um, uh, because, you know, that's, that's, that's something interesting that you, we've learned, that I learned at Second City. You know, Second City was small, man. 1960, 1959, the Compass Players, and then Second City started. And, you know, there was small theater, and it was a real family atmosphere. And, you know, it's grown so much uh, to what it is now. You know, it's, it's, it's an amazing entity, um, but it's still very family-oriented. Um, like, it's a close-knit bunch of people that always work there. Um, and, you know, that's the atmosphere that I learned in, and it was very... It, it, it made me better. So, you know, you want to... You know, sort of recreate that, but also uh, add your thing 
into it. And, you know, that's really giving people, like being loyal to people who are loyal to us. You know, it, like people have really, you know, took it, they've taken our classes over the last five years and, you know, come up with us. And, you know, you want to give those people opportunity to really step into and, 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 and into their craft and become better and, you know, grow their career. So, um, you know, definitely do improv. We're, our first play is uh, Fool for Love by Sam Shepard. Uh, uh, real quick, yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going from there, and uh, we're going to do Walk in the Woods uh, by Lee Blessing come January. And then after that, we're going to do some Fugard. Um, possibly My Children, My Africa, uh, or actually um, uh, maybe the all-women's play that uh, Fugard wrote. And uh, we're just going to keep giving people opportunities, man. Now, now, That's now, really the goal. Now, does the theater have a website? Yes. Uh, you, can, you can find out everything that's going on at the McCall Theater at mckayarts.net. Uh, that gives you a list of our classes, uh, of all the shows that are coming up. Um, and, you know, we, you can follow me on Facebook, uh, Antoine McKay, um, or uh, Twitter, uh, Antoine McKay also. Um, are, you yeah. an, are you an active Twitter? Do you tweet a lot? You know, I, my my publicist is on me. Like, dude, you've got to tweet. It is just horrible because there's just weeks that go by, and I'll tweet like, "Hey, everybody, what you doing?" Hey, you know, it's, I'm, I'm terrible, man. For, I'm for, terrible. for a price, I'll tweet for you. I'm I'm a, I'm a quite a good tweeter. I'm starting I'm starting a side company because everyone's getting people to tweet for them, and I might be tweeting for someone, but you know what? I'm telling you, tell your publicist to talk to me. Um, now, now, what were you doing? What were you doing in Vermont? Well, you know, I was at the uh, Independent uh, uh, Television uh, Festival there because I wrote a pilot, uh, directed, acted, produced, along with uh, Margarita Shabazz, um, a bluette Productions here in the city, and it's called Written Off. And, you know, I've been working on that for, gosh, man, like five years, man, and finally got a script, and then we, we shot it, and then edited it, and submitted it, and it got chosen for the ITV Fest, Chicago Comedy Fest, and the New York Independent Film Festival, which is, you know, kind of the mothership outside of Sam. Outside of Sundance, that's the biggest, you know, festival that you want your film at, or your uh, your TV show at, or your pilot at. So, yeah, so that's what I was doing there. And it, it, it showed a few times, and we made some really great connections and some developed some good relationships, and now we're off to New York. Coming up this next week. Now, do you ever get a chance to do improv yourself anymore? Seeing that you know you left Second City because your true love, your first true love, is acting, which improv is acting. But you know what we were talking about earlier. Do you ever get a chance, like when you're doing at your theater, at the Macaw Theater? Do you ever just get on stage with the guys, or what do you? Is that? It? Uh, you know, I, I have a couple of times, but I, you know, I did a regular show at the Annoyance Theater here with uh, my improv partner uh, Christy Bonsell, who is also a Detroiter. Um, and we just did a two-person show called Generals, and what we would do is we'd get to different actors from around the city, from you know, we, people from Chicago Fire, people from Chicago Shakes, um, and we'd have them come do their favorite two monologues, and we would improvise based on those monologues. So um, it was a blast, man. Uh, we haven't been able to do stuff because you know Christy is off being all famous and stuff. And, you know, I'm working too, but we hope to get back to it in the new year. Cool. So, now, so what else? We have a few minutes left. What else is going on with you? Well, uh, you know what, man? Um, the theater is really rolling, and we're doing that. Uh, 
I just booked a pilot uh, that's going to be coming out. I don't know if I can talk about it yet, but uh, but yeah, I got a really great role, uh, one of the lead roles in a pilot that um, about a very special place in Chicago um, in the eighties. Um, so um, I'm really looking forward to it, to, to really digging into that and. Uh, kind of lose some weight for it, so I'm eating yogurt and salad all the time. So, um, but um, uh, that and you know, Patriots coming out. Uh, that was a really great time to shoot that, and um, that's coming out at the end of January, maybe beginning of February. But uh, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be on Amazon. So, yeah, man, things are rolling, and I got six kids, so that's I'm always doing something new there, man. No. <laughs> so, now, how, how about in the commercials? Do you how I mean, do you do you do still go on a lot of commercial auditions? Because as I said, I saw you on the it was Cox. Uh, I mean, do you oh st- yeah, yeah, man, I do. Like you know, I, you just want to keep working, man. Um, yeah, I still do commercials whenever I can. It, you know, especially you know, if it's a, you get those nationals, those are always great. Uh, I just did a national for Workday, which was cool back in uh, you know it was a while ago actually, is uh, January. But I did shoot some um, that Cox commercial I shot was gosh that was oh man that was like last year even so uh, but i'd have some other commercials coming out soon so uh yeah man it's 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 been good still doing that cool well i want to thank you for coming on once once again give all your info give all your info so people get in touch with you okay Uh, if you want to know anything about uh the theater you can go to mckayarts.net there you can sign up on for classes uh it's got our phone number 773 Seven zero six five nine four zero. Just reach out to us. Um, uh, if we don't answer, leave a message. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, uh, McKay Arts on Facebook, or you can just follow my personal Facebook, Antoine McKay, or you can find us on Twitter at McKay Arts or uh, Antoine McKay on cool. Twitter. So people follow him. Follow him on Twitter. Go follow him on Facebook. Follow McKay Arts on both. Follow me on Twitter at Cooper Talk. That's at Cooper Talk. Tomorrow night the. Uh, debates are on, so you know I'll be tweeting because I always fly out to tweets, and I haven't said anything political on Facebook since the last debate or Twitter. So I have it all building up in me. So do that. Also, uh, go to my website, coopertalk.net. I have 560 episodes up there. You can email me, cooper, at coopertalk.net. Tell me what guests you want to see here, actually, and I'll help you out because it's all about the guests. Also, Cooper Talk 1 at Instagram. I put up a lot of pictures, which are of food, which leads me to my cookbook. Remember when I had my health problem? I wrote the cookbook, Stop the Salt, Low Sodium Cooking for One Without Killing Yourself. So go buy that. You can go to StopTheSalt.com, 120 recipes. They're easy, easy recipes, and they're good. They're good for you. And there's no pictures to intimidate you, and none of the uh, none of those uh, long lists of ingredients. If you don't have cumin, don't worry. You don't need cumin. You can do it. So you can buy it at StopTheSalt.com. And I can sign it. Or you can go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble. You can buy it there. But if you buy it at StopTheSalt.com, I make more money. And it's all about me making a little extra cash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got to do yeah. that. And as I said, Words with Friends, Cooper Talk 1, people have been, uh, been playing me. I don't know if it's just people find me and play me. But a lot of people play me now. And it's good. I always get a bunch of games going. And never one, never one ever finishes them. It always pisses me off. So anyway, that's about it. Remember, check out Antoine McKay. Go back and rent the first season of uh, Empire, or I don't know if it's on if it's on Netflix or whatever. But go check him out. He's punky. He's great. And guess what? He dies. So I'm ruining it for you because you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Tough crap. So follow him. Follow me. It's at Cooper Talk. www. 
coopertalk.net. Email me. I want to hear from you. Cooper at coopertalk.net. Stopthesalt.com. And that's about it. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins, people. I will talk to you next week, and you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend.